All right, guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever podcast. We've got Colby and Jake on the line here, and I'm here as always. Uh, and, and we're going to start off tonight by talking about the pitiful gun season opener that we experienced this past weekend. So I'll let Jake kick it off here, buddy. What did you see? Um, I don't even remember because I didn't see much. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty much sums it up. Saturday, I think I saw five fawns, a doe, and a buck, a little guy, and then the buck or the I saw three of those at about five minutes before closing on the wrong side of the river. So I don't even know if I want to count those. And I saw one coyote and I shot him. <laughs> Other than that, we uh, we shot at one deer all weekend. My great uncle did. A doe, we didn't get it, but uh, I mean, we usually are very fortunate during gun season and can knock a few down. And I mean, we just didn't see hardly anything. Granted, it was 50 degrees during the middle of the day and you know, 40 at night. I mean, it wasn't ideal weather, which probably is not horrible. Probably saved a lot of deer, and I'm not mad about that really. I mean, I probably only heard 40 shots opening day compared to over by us, you know, 100, 120 shots, like just sounds like a firing range going off over there. So, you know, I'm not completely upset. And thankfully the weather looks like it's going to turn pretty quick here. So last couple, next couple of days will be the last ditch effort, but I think it'll, I think it'll start turning. Yeah. We could be looking up here. I know for my opening weekend, I sat with my brother and we saw a spike or a, a four corn buck on Saturday night. And aside from, like, kicking up a, a deer on the way in that morning, I think that was all we saw opening day. And then Sunday we saw three fawns, and that was it. So not great on our end. Um, what about you, Colby? How was your opening weekend? Uh, kind of uh, overall, I'd say it was a disappointment. Um, just our group in general. We had four guys, me, Eli, my dad, my brother, up at our family hunting camp and north central wisconsin uh and we've had a good history up there but it's just well i did like you guys said kind of echoing the same comments deer just really weren't moving i mean me and eli did have a good we sat together uh we started doing that last year just uh enjoying the time sitting together in the blind sharing a hunt and we probably did see 15 deer saturday morning but um like 13 out of those 15 were doe fawns and they it's not like these deer were like really on the move or naturally moving like they were moving so slow um feeding on a lot of acorns um you know we'd see some especially in the afternoon we we'd see a deer or a couple deer move about 30 yards within in an hour and a half they just weren't moving. They were just, they would eat acorns and they would bed down then they'd get back up, eat acorns. And I mean, it, that was, that was the story for like an hour and a half and they'd move 15, 20, 30 yards. Not a, like, like Jake said, not ideal weather conditions. It was even North central Wisconsin, it got up to 49, 50 degrees. And we had zero wind the whole weekend. Like it was dead, couldn't drop calm the whole weekend. So that combination just, it's not good this time of year. Um, so yeah, did not uh, did not see a lot of movement. My dad, and my brother, really barely saw anything. Um, 
so it's pretty tough uh, overall the whole weekend. I, I sat till Monday. Um, I saw about seven total inches of antler, I think. Mm. I saw two spikes, one spike. I don't know if he would have even qualified. It was probably the smallest spike I've ever seen. It really looked like a like a yearling buck that had about one or two inch spikes on him when you would have normally thought maybe it would have been a nut buck. He was so small. And then another one, you know, your standard four inch spikes on each side. So I guess maybe I cracked double digits. It might have been ten inches of paper, but um yeah, overall it was it was really slow. I did think there was an okay amount of gunshots in the general area within the first two hours of Saturday, but then after that, boy, it really slowed down. Um and there wasn't much the rest of the weekend, so um trail cameras were absolutely dead just at least on that property um so yeah it was kind of kind of frustrating disappointing um you know for four guys to be hunting for two days and no shots are fired and then me and my dad's they didn't hunted uh monday yet and barely saw i think i saw a flash of a deer for two seconds that's all i saw on monday so it was kind of a rough goal yeah not ideal and kind of hearing the same story from people that are hunting in all different parts of the state. So I guess that makes me feel a little bit better. It's not like it was just our property or anything, you know, it was pretty much the same report from everybody. Obviously there were people out there that were successful and, you know, you see pictures on social media and whatever buddies that are shooting them. So it wasn't all bad. Some people were getting on them, but for the most part, it, it certainly did feel like a pretty slow year. Um, do you guys think, I mean, maybe you don't really know necessarily what your neighbors were doing, but I feel like every year our neighbors are doing some drives. Like opening day, they'll just let it fly. Nine o'clock rolls around, and they've got half a dozen guys that are driving properties and bumping deer all over the place. But the deer movement certainly didn't look like that. Do you guys know? I mean, we'll start with Colby. Do you usually see guys driving deer around is that something that is typically happening do you think it didn't happen this year uh to me that's kind of like across the board across the state just talking with all kinds of friends that i know that hunts all over the state i feel like that's kind of a fading tradition um we've owned that land for i think this is our 23rd year to 23rd year up there and when we first started like you said whether it would be opening day or at some point opening weekend, you knew drives were going on and a lot of shots were getting fired and you could even hear, you could even hear drives going on. Like you could hear guys yelling or if you, you got out midday and maybe drove around or, you know, back then you had to go, you know, if you did get a deer, you had to go register it in person. So we'd be driving a deer to the tavern or whatever. And you'd look over the countryside and you could see drives being set up or, or occurring. And I just don't think that's really happening much anymore. Um, you know, the, the age dynamic of the, the hunter in Wisconsin is, is aging. And I think, you know, just the advancements in, I guess, if you want to say technology, more guys are planting food plots, sitting in box blinds, holding tight all day. And I don't think you're getting as many groups that are out there moving and pushing deer around. Uh, I think a lot of people are afraid of pushing deer to their neighbors and they just want to sit tight and keep their deer on their property. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I would, we, we didn't really, I didn't really hear or feel like any drives were going on in our area. Okay. I mean, honestly, if you ask me that uh, isn't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I think that 
drives probably account for an awful lot of fawns and immature deer getting shot by people just blasting the first thing that they see moving. Not that that doesn't happen, you know, just sitting in a stand too on opening day. But, um, I mean, as somebody who bow hunts 95% of the year and, you know, spends two days, four days, whatever it is in, in the gun stand, I would much rather see some of those bucks advancing to the mature age classes and, you know, actually taking better care of the herd than just popping whatever I see. So I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but what about you, Jake? I know you guys will do a drives, but usually it's later in the week. Did you feel like your neighbors were pushing deer around at all? Um, not as much as normal. That's why we sit all day Saturday. Those guys across the river, they do drives opening day, Sunday. They don't care. They do it all the time, and which is whatever. They're that's not a real easy property to hunt. That's a river and then a road, so it's not a lot. So I get it, but um, there definitely wasn't as much movement as there usually is. I mean, I can sit in my stands and I can watch them walk, and I didn't see anybody this year. So, um, but yeah. You know, I'm not a huge. I like driving. We do it once, one day, and it's just kind of our last ditch effort. And you know, I agree. It is a chance for smaller deer to get shot. And thankfully, for the most part, pretty much everybody on our crew is like, yeah, you know, like if if it's borderline, we won't shoot of for does at least. And yeah, bucks. I don't know. It's just I, you know, and I I was just talking to my dad about this. We got this one buck that we called PT, and I saw him after i shot my buck so i didn't even have a buck tag and you know i was talking to him like you know at this point if he's still alive i hope he just makes it like i don't even want to shoot him anymore because you know he's made it this long uh like what's another year he's just gonna get even bigger so but obviously if i saw him i'm not gonna pass him right but, you know that's just another chance it's almost like you know you're driving you're going in there to kick up bucks because you're going in where they're laying down and you know that they're gonna be and the only reason they're gonna get up is if they get bumped so right so what's your plan for the rest of the season then? Um, Thursday night I'm going to sit, um, well, afternoon. And then Friday oh, it'll be a morning and night sit, and then Saturday we'll drive and take down bull stands. And, you know, Friday, I always say Friday's the best night of the year. We go out to the bar and go back and play cards till 2 in the morning and just have a great time. And then Saturday is basically wrapping up hunting with everybody for the year. I mean, I'll still go out four or five more times for does and whatever, but just worse than highs and then the lows of hunting right back to back. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, Colby? Where are you heading? Well, I'm switching gears. I had planned to go back to my family deer camp for the – Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but I'm switching gears and heading back to southwest Wisconsin uh, just with the, how things were going up there and the lack of deer sightings and, and, and not anything really showing up on camera. There, there has been some pretty good, despite a lot of pressure um, opening weekend, there has been an absolute in, influx of pictures around water holes, believe it or not. Um, not all during daylight, but we've got one water hole that's getting two to 300 pictures a day. Oh, wow. Of deer at it. Um, and, and granted, that's a lot of that's the same deer sitting there drinking, but I'd say, you know, there's 
been times where it's 12 to 20 different deer that are in this water hole over the course of 24 hours. So um, certainly a lot more action than what has been shown at the family deer camp. So switching gears, uh, I haven't killed a buck on this property at all this year yet through bow. And so uh, taking the taking the risk or taking the chance, and I guess it's not a risk, but taking a, taking a leap. I usually don't gun hunt this property and heading back down southwest and seeing if we can make something happen the next couple days. For me, it's just Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday morning, or definitely Friday morning, but I don't think it's going to be an all-day or Friday. Uh, so Wednesday, Thursday, maybe half a Friday, and then I'm going to put up the white flag if it hasn't happened at that point and head home. And we got some family Christmas stuff, cutting our Christmas tree down on Saturdays, so that'll be uh, next three days here is it for me. That's it for, for good for the year? For bow season and everything? Uh, man, I've been gone a lot. I've been hunting a lot. I, you know, I may get out a time or two, but it's not going to be, I'm not going to be traveling anymore, you know, across the state or to my cabin. It's going to be maybe some public land around where I live. Um, and it'll be probably a rather mediocre effort. So uh, sure. this is kind of it. This is the last hurrah for me. Uh, put in a lot of time, a lot of miles this year, driving back and forth across the state, Minnesota. And uh, this is it. Yeah, I hear you, man. I think we're all kind of in the same boat there. But you mentioned it with, with Minnesota there. Um, you know, the past couple episodes, it's pretty much just been me and Jake or just me for one of them. So we never really got the chance to hear your take on the Minnesota trip as a whole. And you were the only one who came home with a deer from Minnesota and we never really got to hear the story. So you want to kind of get into that here before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, sure. Uh, fun trip. Um, maybe not as great result wise as we had hoped uh, in terms of guys taking out uh, overall like kind of the same story with like this Wisconsin season like the weather that opening weekend wasn't great it was a little bit above normal temperature wise um, if I recall not a ton of wind the first two days or at least the first day and a half relatively dead calm um, and above normal temps and that obviously we've seen this now as a trend doesn't equate to a ton of movement. Um, still, it was a fun trip. I have fun every time, you know, as frustrating and as much of a grind as it is sometimes in the moment, like now that I'm a couple weeks removed from it, uh, I'm excited to go back again. Um, I killed on Tuesday, so three days of like really grinding it all day. I set all kinds of different terrain. Um, I scaled a bluff the first day with a climber on my back, basically straight vertical up the bluff, thinking I was going to sneak in this backside. Well, between the, the burn in the legs and the air I was sucking and the noise I was making, I don't think that ended up being the greatest idea. But uh, I think I saw a small buck that morning and a couple of does in the afternoon, a couple small bucks, uh, spike and a four-pointer. So it was, a, it was an okay opening day. Um, I know I hit some, put the waders on and went across the creek and, and sat a spot where I had missed a big buck last year, and, and that didn't really produce 
much for sightings this year. Uh, I think Eli passed the smaller buck up there. Um, scaled another bluff a different day and didn't see anything, but kicked one out walking out that I'm, you know, never laid eyes on, but had a feeling it was a good one. Um, Monday we did did that big deer drive, deer push, and ten yards into my into my I was one of the drivers and or a guy that was going to walk around a bluff point and ten yards into my drive I kicked up a pretty good one that we never got a crack at or I I, I couldn't get a shot at and no one ever saw it um, and then I think I kicked up another buck on that drive that went past Eli but he decided to pass. You know, so we had some action, had some chances, had some opportunities. I know you guys talked about the big one that snuck up on you. You know, I know our other buddy Mike that was out there had a, a pre, or, you know, a darkness encounter face-to-face with like 130, 140-inch 45 minutes before daylight where it's, you know, five yards away from him just stopping at him and snorting at him, and he thought he was maybe going to get charged. Uh, kind of a cool experience regardless of the fact that he wasn't able to harvested obviously because of the time um and then everybody kind of broke camp it was just me and mike left there on tuesday morning and went to a different uh set of terrain down in some river bottom finally got the wind that i wanted down there um i've been in this property before i've shot two other deer off of this property in the past um it was sitting there in about i forget what it was about 8 39 o'clock all of a sudden I look up and I got this buck coming into, you know, I didn't really even know this scrape was there. This area in the past has notoriously held some scrapes like actually closer to me. And this was about 40 yards away. And I didn't know at the moment that a scrape was there, but as if anyone watched the video afterwards, there was obviously the mother load of a community scrape in this spot. It was about the size of, I don't even think the video did justice of how big that scrape area was. I mean, these scrapes extended a distance longer than my truck and probably just as wide as my truck. I mean, it was just ripped up and there were licking branches that like just fell over this area and like they were all torn up and the ground was just absolutely ripped up and this buck was coming to that scrape. And, you know, it was Tuesday and I was itching to kind of get back to Wisconsin and I kind of had dropped my standards and said, if anything looks halfway decent and it shows up, I think I'm going to take a crack at it. And, you know, this buck gave me a broadside, roughly 40-yard shot with a muzzle loader, And uh, I didn't know if I had shot. I kind of had thought maybe I shot a basket eight. But I didn't know if it was a four-pointer or a six-pointer or actually was an eight. And then I got down to the ground. And, you know, it ended up being a pretty solid buck, especially public land. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it was a lot of fun, thank God still there because i was about 1.2 miles from the truck and even though the ground's flat you got to walk through a ton of really tall grass and uh you know over and through a couple down you know windfalls and stuff like that and mike was still there and he had his deer cart along so that made uh at least having the buddy there made it a little nicer getting that thing out because you know we had to walk 1.2 miles out take our climbers out take our equipment out then walk 1.2 back in with the deer cart get the deer and then get them out of there so um but that's just you know sometimes 
that sucks in the moment, but when you look back at it, it really just creates a, a really cool, memorable experience, especially when you're with one of your buddies. So uh, it was great to tag out, get some. I'm very proud of that buck. I'm going to get a Euro mount on it. Going to remember that experience for a long time and thankful to share that with Mike and uh, get some venison in the freezer. So, yeah, it was, a, you know, looking back, like I said, maybe it wasn't what we all expected or had hoped for. You know, only one guy taken out out of four. We, we all sat really long hours, you know, almost full days in the woods. But uh, I had a good time and uh, like I said, I'm gonna. I'll be back next year. So. Yeah, for sure. It, it was a, a great experience and sweet hunt for you to be able to harvest that one. And like you said, thank God Mike was still there because that probably would have been doubly as miserable if he wasn't. I know Jake and I were sitting there a couple times thinking, if we shoot one, wh- what are we gonna do to get this thing out of here? Like we're gonna die. There's no way we can even get it out. At one point, Jake was talking about putting deer on his shoulders, trying to carry him out of there. It was like, some of those <laughs> spots, man, we just, we were going to be in big trouble if we shot one, but. There's, there's, there's definitely a couple places you get into and you're like, dear God, what am I going to do? Like you said, if I shoot one, like, and that's where, thank God you got, you're over there with a couple buddies with, you know, there were four of us. So if it came to, I don't think it's that big of an issue when you got a group of guys because everyone would definitely be on board to help out. But, well, you start getting down and you're, you know, I've been over there before by myself and uh, I've, I've I've dragged one out before over a mile by myself. And it's, uh, it's brutal in the moment, um, but it's memories that you certainly savor after the fact. Uh, I know I listen to a lot of wired to hunt podcast stuff with Mark Kenyon and I, and I know Mark's talked about this before where he calls it type two fun. And I've referenced that many times as like a teacher and just talking to other people like type two fun is things that suck in the moment. And you're just like, Oh my God, this is brutal. But then like, as soon as you're done and you're driving away, you like can't wait to do it again. Um, and that's kind of what these, ex- what these experiences are when you're going deep into some of these public places. It's uh, it's a lot of work. It's a grind. You know, I don't know how many more years of my life. Hopefully I got a good 10 years left to doing that. But at some point, I'm sure I'll get to an age where the work is not and the effort is not worth uh, putting my body through what it what it takes to, to get into some of these places. But uh, it's all it's all good. It's fun. I'm able to do it right now. Yeah, for sure. And that that's 100 percent a thing. Jake and I have talked about that, too where things that really, really suck in the moment, you're just like, oh, man, I can't wait to go back and do that again. I don't know what it is about it. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's definitely a thing. And I I have a personality, too, where, like, stuff like that, when I'm getting my butt kicked and it's hard and it's a grind, like, there's kind of one or two ways you can take that. You can be like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do that again. Like, that's not for me. But, like, for me, it kind of like motivates me and it's like, I want to figure this out. I want to be able to kill something way back here and, and experience the agony of getting it out of here or whatnot. Like kind of getting my, cause I, the first couple of years, the first year I went over there and part of my second year, I, I, I just got my butt kicked the whole time. Um, seeing deer or not seeing deer, I mean, and 
and feeling like I wasn't in the right spot, but it just kind of motivated me more to like keep grinding, keep grinding, keep working, keep trying new spots, keep working new terrain, keep looking for sign. Um, and you know, now in the last 2020, I shot two bucks there. I missed one in 2022, a big one. Missed another one in 2022 and then shot one here in 23. So I've had some good success. It's just, you know, it takes time. It's a process. It's hard enough killing them on our private lands that we know, like the back of, you know, the back of our hand, more or less, going into these new pieces. You only get into one or twice, one or two times a year. So, yeah, for sure. But well, it gives you a good, good sense of accomplishment when you can make it happen. So, yeah, a hundred percent. I know that's kind of where Jake and I are at. You know, similar start over there to what you had, getting our butts kicked in the first year. But like you said, I mean, we. Pretty much all of us saw really nice shooter bucks at one point or another, so they're definitely out there, and it's it's doable. We'll just have to keep at it, and it's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah, and we, I think we talked about this on the side a little bit, whether it was text or just group conversation. Like, if one if one or two of those other deer happen and it hits the ground, like there's a whole different feeling about that trip. You know, if, 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 two, if two out of four guys or, you know, potentially even three out of four guys could have could have knocked one down, that there's a whole different feel and aura about, man, that was an awesome trip. We got three bucks in three days or four days or whatever. So um, got to grab the positives on it, out of it, and just, you know, the problem is you go into those trips with, with such anticipation, and then when it doesn't happen, it's uh, – it grinds on you mentally and then you're putting in so much physical work on that public land stuff that it's just truly a grind. But once you can like get away from it, take a couple steps back and really reflect on the experience, like, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like we, we had our opportunities and we just didn't completely make it happen. But you know, that trip, like I said, could have been totally different had just one or two more, scenarios gone just a little bit different and all of a sudden you're like holy cow that was amazing we had you know two or three kills in just a couple days so uh i think it was good i think it was good so yeah agreed well that was minnesota and now we're back to wisconsin sounds like there's only a couple days left here for the majority of the buck fever crew and then that's going to be deer season so what i want to do is when i'm editing this next video of somebody whacking one during gun season. I want to come back here and I want to take a clip out of this podcast and say right here, this is where we called our shot. So Jake, I'll start with you. Call your shot, buddy. You're shooting one over the next couple of days. How's this going to go down? Thursday night, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving buck coming through. Yep. I got a feeling it's, it's, I was telling you a little bit before this, but it's, uh, it was 10 years ago on Thanksgiving. My grandpa, my mom, my dad's dad passed away, and I shot a buck like an hour and a half before he died. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, my dad and them wouldn't have hunted, and then I wouldn't be hunting. So I got a feeling just 10 years, 10 years later, something good's going to happen. And it was just a shitty day out that day. It was like negative 40 out. And I shot this pretty, pretty good two and a half. And was I 11, 11 years old? So I was pretty, pretty thrilled with that to begin with and then i was just hooked after that so 
I'm calling it on Thanksgiving. I told my dad, I said, I don't know if you're skipping out early on dinner, but I'm going. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're coming, you're, we're leaving at quarter to one. But it uh, sounds like he's coming. So I'm hoping I can – if I'm going to get one, it's going to be that day. I'll tell you what, buddy, that would be uh, pretty special. So I am definitely rooting for you on that one. What about you, Colby? Call your shot. How are you getting it done? Oh, man, I'm, I'm thinking uh, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Thanksgiving as well. I think that weather change on, on Thanksgiving, uh, tomorrow's still a little bit mild. I think actually south wind yet tomorrow, tomorrow a little mild, but Thursday is the day where I think it's only a high in the low 30s. It finally switches to a northwest wind at 8 to 10 to 12 miles an hour. I think that's going to spur some movement. Uh, you got should have an influx of hunters back in the woods usually on thanksgiving maybe get some deer moving um i'll tell you i was pretty down in the dumps driving home uh just a day ago monday night but on the ride back i actually fired up the the video you had just put out of eli's buck and uh i don't know it just like rejuvenated me i i was kind of down in the dumps like i said and i wasn't even really looking forward to getting back out for a couple of days but that video like and just one day off here i've got the fever back i'm excited for the next three days i think something could happen um i feel good about it and i feel good about either thursday or friday morning so i, I can't pinpoint exactly what or what block or anything but i i feel like i'm gonna put something down well, if I get a text or a phone call from both of you guys on Thanksgiving that you each shot a buck, I am going to get absolutely hammered at Gabby's Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> I would love to That's see what that. I'm talking about. Well, yeah, best of luck to you guys. I hope somebody puts one down, and if nothing else, I hope you guys have some fun out there. Um, I don't know if I'm making it. Hey, Jay. Yeah. Jake, what do you think? About what do you think about dropping the standards to like any any buck just so we can get switzy drunk here? <laughs> well, if that's the case, I would I'd shoot a spike. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if Jake texts in early in the day, he's got a spike down. I will be I'll be shooting any legal antlered buck that comes by, and we'll, and we'll hold you to that switz. All right. I will still celebrate that. Yep, you guys go right ahead. If you want to shoot a couple spikes on Thanksgiving. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that'll be the case. I'm still going <laughs> to hold out. I'm not, you know, on, on this property, um, it's got to be a big one. So. Yeah. Well, things might be moving in the right direction, like you said. Um, should be a little bit better than opening weekend. So fingers crossed on that one. And like you guys touched on, we got a, a couple videos. We actually have a, kind of quite a few videos from this year. We had... Jake's buck, and then we had Ty's buck, and then we had Colby's buck, Eli's buck, my dad's buck. So we got, and Jake shot a doe. I mean, we got quite a few videos out there, the recent two being Colby's Minnesota buck. Um, that one's probably worth watching just to see the magnitude of that scrape. If you haven't seen it, like just go and, you know, if nothing else, watch it for that because it's a, a pretty marvelous uh, community scrape that they had going and um then like you said colby eli's video was pretty good you guys did a great job filming that one it was a cool hunt you know the circumstances behind it all maybe we won't touch on it too much because you know want people to go watch the video but also we'll get eli on here one of these days and maybe he can 
tell the full story, but just some cool circumstances surrounding how that all went down and a cool hunt. You guys did a great job getting footage of that. So it's a good video. If you guys are sitting around at, at deer camp or you're trying to get away from the family for an hour or two at Thanksgiving, go and uh, check out those videos. So once again, as always, we appreciate you guys watching. Um, appreciate you listening. Thank you guys. And we'll see you guys next time.